Welcome to the Legit Lady Podcast, where we feature women who are nailing it in life. Hey, Legit Lady listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to our next Legit Lady solo cast episode series. Now, if this is the first Legit Lady podcast episode you have ever listened to, this is your warning. I highly recommend you click pause, click stop, come back to this episode at a later date because the whole point of the Legit Lady podcast really is to focus on stories from impressive women to inspire the world. And those are stories from other women who I choose to invite onto the podcast to share and learn from. So that's really the main, main focus of the podcast. These are just extra sweet nuggets of content that uh, I wanted to create that are a little bit shorter, digestible bits for you to listen to about my life, about thoughts and things that are on my mind. So please feel free. If you want to listen to this, that was your warning. Keep, Keep on listening if you want. I'll give you one more shot. All right, you're in. You're in. You're stuck here. <laughs> All right, well, For those of you who are continuing to listen, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any thoughts or anything you want us to dive into in the solo cast series, feel free to send us an email to legitladypodcast at gmail.com. If you're looking to support the podcast with a few bucks, feel free to send us a little token of appreciation on our Ko-fi page. So ko-fi.com slash legitladypodcast. And this solo cast episode, I want to share a little bit about a cool adventure I had the opportunity to be whisked away on recently by my partner. So I just came back from a trip to Jamaica. And that sounds like a pretty reasonable thing to do at the end of the winter, especially if you live in places where you get a big, long, depressing gray winter time. Although this trip was a total surprise. I actually thought that we were going somewhere that was a couple hours driving away from the city, uh, somewhere called Prince Edward County, which for those of you who don't live anywhere near Toronto, is kind of like wine country, nice little place with B&Bs and it's just relaxing. So I was looking forward to stuffing myself with cheese and wine and just being a bit of a potato for a few days. And what happened was Wednesday night, so the night before we were supposed to leave, it was a <laughs> the longest short week I had ever had. And I was so tired, just sitting on the couch. And my partner looks over at me and says, so, you know, we're going to Jamaica, right? And I just look at him. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? He said, yeah, we're going to Jamaica. We're not going to Prince Edward County. I say, no. I look at him. I say, show me the tickets. He like flips over, gives me pieces of paper that look very much like legit tickets. I just still look at him with disbelief. I'm like, no. <laughs> and he just starts looking at me like, what else do you need to see? <laughs> Eventually, I believe him. I say, yeah, okay. Wow. Oh my gosh. We're going, we're flying to Jamaica. And it's like, 
again, 8, 9 p.m. at this point. He's like, yeah, we have to wake up at 4 a.m. tomorrow to catch our flight to go because this was intended to be like a long weekend trip. This is not like a whole week long adventure. And so I'm so excited. I am squealing and running around the entire apartment here just excited because I have been diagnosed with vitamin D deficiency a couple weeks beforehand. Like this couldn't have come at a better time for me and packing my bag and bless my partner's heart. He is so sweet. I'm someone who does not like to pack for anything, any trip the night before, because (laughs) I like to make sure I don't forget anything. I do a V1 and V2 type pack. Like I go and take a look at my first round of packing and make sure if there's anything that I missed or anything I want to swap out. I take my time here. And many women, we like to have different options uh, for fashion things. So it uh, is nice to be able to have a bit of runway to do that. He is so sweet. He's like, don't worry. I, I have a list of things to pack. And he's so kind hearted. He's like, by the time we get to line item number three, he looks at me square in the eye, earnestly says, two tank tops. And I just say, I'm like, babe, I love you. Thank you so much for doing this and for putting time and thought into this. I'm like, don't worry. I I got this. I'm going to just try to pack from here. (laughs) I mean, many of us, many of us who like to be fashionable on vacation, especially even if we're going to a warm place for a guy, I feel like it's pretty straightforward. Some trunks, some, some tops and you're good. But I'm looking at him. I'm like, babe, I don't know if I want a play suit, a romper, a skirt, a dress, what kind of bikinis? What 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 quarter of my wardrobe do I fit into right now based on whether I've gained some weight or not, et cetera? You know what I mean? Like the whole thing is a whole production. So this is actually part of a big conversation I had at work with a bunch of people recently saying, if you surprise your partner on a trip, do you pack your partner's bag? And I am very firmly in the no camp because you might not know. You might not know where that person's at, what what things are really into or not into in their wardrobe right now, or what they fit into or don't fit into right now in their wardrobe. So that was amazing. Best 4 a.m. wake up I've ever had. Not a morning person. And that was something I was so, so excited about. So we fly to Jamaica Thursday. We get there in the afternoon. We're in Montego Bay beautiful place, uh, very popular tourist destination, lots of resorts and things like that within a 15-20 minute drive of the airport, which is very convenient. And we stayed at the Hilton Rose Hall, which apparently had some of the best beach views of many of these resorts in Montego Bay and had a really lovely time. And I have to say, I'm not much of a resort person. Usually when I travel, and I love, 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 love to travel, I typically do like an Airbnb or if I do a hotel, it's smack in the center of you know, a metropolitan area or city or something like that so I can explore. But because the reason for this was very much, hey, let's chill, let's relax, on purpose, we don't want to do all the things this time around because we're both tired. Uh, this was really welcome. But still, that little voice of like, I eh, don't really do resorts uh, was still creeping up. But the way we were able to have fun with this is aside from just stuffing our faces and lying down on the beach, which sounds terrible, right, uh, is drink hacking. So drink hacking is something that is really fun. So an all-inclusive resort, you get 
food and drinks for free, literally till you explode. And generally speaking at these places, a lot of the prepared cocktails are really sugary, even pina coladas and things are, I mean, for me, it's not, it's not my jam. So what we did is we would figure out ways to still like put together a cool cocktail by going to different little sources or stands like different restaurants and mixing things together so a good example is going to the juice bar like natural juice bar and getting fresh squeezed ginger juice so totally unsweetened nice ginger juice really beautiful and then going over to one of the bars and then asking for them to add rum and lime and being able to mix that up really nicely it's great another example is going to the cafe asking for sort of like a frappuccino so just like an iced coffee but more like a slushy without any sweetener in it with coconut milk a really nice beautiful creamy delicious coffee type slushy and then going to one of the bars and asking for rum cream which is one of the most delicious things that i have rediscovered in being in jamaica rum cream is amazing and that was like a delicious morning cocktail type treat when you're on vacation so drink hacking try it especially if you're one of those people who feels a little bit itchy just sitting around being feeling like you're being served all the time (laughs) and the beaches in jamaica absolutely beautiful the montego bay no complaints beautiful beautiful especially if you live in a place where you don't really have much in the way of beaches but we actually did a day trip out to negril and negril is known for gorgeous gorgeous beaches it's about an hour and a half away from montego bay so if that's your main destination be prepared it is a a bit of a journey but negril gives you those beaches that are like pillows on your feet the sand is so soft you don't get any stones or pebbles or anything like that it is gorgeous and so much so that even when you go into the water in most beaches it'll get a little pebbly or there'll be some stones or shells or things like that and that was not the case it was still pillow soft sand while you're in this like perfect temperature crystal water absolute gorgeous experience and now the only thing i really didn't like about this trip is that i couldn't stay there for eternity (laughs) i'm like thinking about ways to be able to work remotely and just half live there which is great i have to say jamaica everyone there we met and spoke to in our experience we're all very friendly the local jamaicans are just wonderful, wonderful people and had the opportunity to talk to a couple of them. But being able to hear about their life and their story and their family was really uh, a real treat. Although on the resort, I had no idea that British people absolutely love Jamaica. So Jamaica is a very popular tourist destination for British people. It's like very interesting in comparison to any other Caribbean island I've had the opportunity to visit or any other island that's warm or any other place that's warm. This seems to be the spot for British people. And so much so that when we went up to say like get towels to go on the beach, uh, there's a Jamaican person behind the counter and them thinking that (laughs) they're being cute and cheeky, they come, they greet us and they say, Hello. 
<laughs> sort of like how you know, white people or non-Jamaican people or whatever, they they try very hard to put on the like wagwan <laughs> when they're in a place like Jamaica. They think they're being cute. And and it was just hilarious to see the tables turn. So they they come, they greet us. Jamaicans behind the the towel deck and they say, Hello. And then we respond in a very North American way. <laughs> just look disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> like they're practicing their their British accents on us, which was really cute. So uh, last thing I wanted to talk about was um, traveling with kids. So the only the only thing about being on a resort is you're unless it's an adult only resort, you're going to be dealing with a lot of children running around. Even when we went, it wasn't super duper busy. Still kids running around. And my goodness, I feel for parents who have especially multiple kids, it's it's hard. I get it. I, I can only begin to get it that it's challenging to deal with children, especially in a place where it feels like playtime at all times and they're running around. But, you know, it did get to a point where there's certain times and they're just like very much unsupervised and running around screaming. But where this really grinds my gears is actually on the plane. So I have a a lifelong curse and ask anyone who knows me well, lifelong curse where any plane I go on, I'm going to be sat right next to, in front of, or right behind the screaming banshee child. So on those long haul flights, I will never be able to sleep. I will either be kicked or just, you know, politely jostled <laughs> the whole entire time. It is a curse. It is not a blessing, unfortunately, fortunately. And it is one of those things that I have to say it baffles me. But on the flight home, I actually had the opportunity to sit beside a couple who had a very young child who, uh, again, in first blush, I was like, okay, how, what is, is there any way I can get out of this? Is there a single seat that's free on this flight that I can switch to? I'm looking around. I didn't even put my backpack down underneath the seat because I was I was waiting optimistically to see that I could if I could switch. And I have to say, this was the first experience of being in and around a child who was, I have to say, a bit fussy most of the time, where the mother, father, so mainly the mother, was really going out of her way to try very hard to actually settle the child down. The child was, you know, obviously very excited about the fact that trays on airplanes can unlock and come down, that there's this very tempting chair in front to start kicking. And oh my gosh, I fell for that mother. She was on it every single time she is going in she's using the stern voice she's doing all the parenting things and i'm i'm literally looking at her with my my jaw on the floor because this is something i'm not used to seeing so big kudos big claps to her turned out to be actually a, a, a great plane ride wonderful wonderful people and doesn't matter how fussy your child is at least do your best do your best that's all i ask for do your best and try uh, because ultimately we all pay a lot of money to fly and travel and things like that. It's a you know 
something that we all appreciate, even if shit's hitting the fan and we get it. If shit's hitting the fan and, you know, your kid is having a really rough go, just do your best. That's all I ask as opposed to many, 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 many times when you see parents just throwing their arms up in the air saying, oh, I'm, I give up. That's it. You can't do that. You can't. You can't do that. All right. So don't do that. <laughs> the last thing promise this is the last thing uh very very funny so back at home uh people i was posting on social media that this trip happened and oh my gosh i got surprised and everyone even before when we thought we were going to prince edward county everyone thought we were going to get engaged my partner and i we've been together for over two and a half years officially and we've been friends good friends a couple of years before that we're thick as thieves as far as i'm concerned we're already married in my mind but everyone thought this was going to be the thing because what a grand romantic beautiful gesture and it got to the last day of this trip and i was very convinced that he was going to find an opportunity to propose i'm dropping the hints asking him hey babe you know should i wear makeup do i need to wear a bra like can i go down to wherever we're going can i go to the bar and <laughs> something that's like a step above pajamas and uh and each time he's like yeah yeah no no we're good we're good and i tell him this on the last night because i figure by this point we're not gonna this is not gonna happen so i tell him i said listen everyone pretty much thought we we're getting engaged and uh, what do you think about that and he looks at me dead in the eye and he says without a beat i wouldn't do that to you i wouldn't propose to you in a bunch in front of a bunch of random people and if that's your thing by all means enjoy that's wonderful i'm very glad for you but that is not something that i would enjoy or i like so i knew in an instant that this was ridiculous and i even found myself getting a bit caught up in people around me like at work saying all this exciting stuff like oh this could be a possibility that might possibly happen oh my gosh and i was so grateful that it just reaffirmed how how amazing this person is in my life and how I feel about them and how well they know me. I'm like, yes, of, of course, of course this wouldn't be your thing. It almost be like too obvious that this would happen. <laughs> so big tip, big advice. If you haven't had this conversation before with your partner, uh, if, you, if you aren't yet married and that's something that you want to do, definitely check in. It becomes internet viral memes, the people who try to propose in public, like at a sports game or something ridiculous in front of people. But just make sure you know if there's a shred of doubt in any any case, if you don't think that the person you're with would appreciate the like kind of flavor of proposal, like is it going to be a really big public thing? Is that something that they really thrive from and would really love or something that's a little bit more meaningful? And uh, I, you know, the only other thing I've told him, I'm like, do not put the ring in something edible. <laughs> you know, I don't know if this actually happens. Please, please tell me if you've been proposed with like your ring in champagne or in a cake or something like that. I just see it as me, me needing the Heimlich because <laughs> I'm the kind of person that would just go to town on that cake and totally, totally choke on it. So 
that concludes this episode of solo cast i hope you had fun listening to this listening about our adventures let me know your thoughts feel free send us a note on social media or legitladypodcast at gmail.com until next time Thanks for listening, everyone. Find us on Facebook at Legit Lady Podcast. That's L-E-G-I-T-L-A-D-Y Podcast. And on Instagram at Legit Lady Podcast. On Twitter at Legit Lady Pod. That's Legit Lady P-O-D. And please rate and comment on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. If you love what you hear, share it broadly and proudly. Thanks, everyone.